I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport, our final tennis podcast of the 2017 US Open. And my name is David Law from BBC Radio 5 Live, and we come to you just moments after the men's singles final in which Rafael Nadal was victorious in straight sets, pretty comfortable in the end over Kevin Anderson, who did his best, but Nadal was awesome. No Catherine Whitaker today, I'm afraid, folks. She's not very well. Uh, but she sends her very best to you all. She will be back on the show very soon and we'll give her uh, final impressions of the US Open when we can get her back on the show. We might get Simon Briggs on in a moment, but the good news is we've got somebody amazing on the show today because you may remember from our Queen's Tournament podcast, Gigi Salmon, who's part of the BBC Radio 5 live team. She's part of the ATP radio team. She does the ATP radio podcast and she's here with me right now sitting in the media garden. Gigi, we've commentated on these finals together over the course of the weekend. We've just seen Rafael Nadal get screamed at just yards away. And uh, it's been an interesting tournament, but pretty unclimactic finals, really. Yeah, it's exactly right. There are so many storylines. And thank you, by the way, for having me on. I mean, I was you at Queen's, so now we are here both together. And it's this crazy thing of everyone leaves so quickly at the end of a Grand Slam. So literally, things are being taken down around us as we sit here. So just hold on to the chairs and keep the table near us or that's going to disappear. But it's been a strange 2017, hasn't it? In in both draws, all the storylines that were coming out, then the injuries to the players, and then on the eve of this tournament, Andy Murray says, I've tried, but I can't do it. And we're scratching our heads. There There are eight women who can be world number one by the end of the tournament, which is sort of weird in itself. And in the men's draw, we're looking at Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal in the same half of the draw and the bottom half of the draw collapses a couple of the next gen stars make a little bit of a race and it's building up, building up and then yeah, the finals they're not classic, they weren't classics they will not be remembered long into the time Sloane Stevens was too good for Madison Keys. Madison Keys wasn't at her best, probably hampered slightly by injury but all credit to Sloane Stevens for what she's been through started hitting balls in May, she had a cast on her foot in January, two foot surgeries the first one after the Rio Olympics and in the men's 
Rafa Nadal, he dropped three sets throughout the tournament. He was just too good against Kevin Anderson, who's been on a fantastic journey of his own. It was his first Grand Slam final at the age of 31. Will he reach another one? I'm not sure. Did he make a good account for himself? Yes, but he was up against a much better player. I, I thought Nadal was awesome today. and Because I don't think Anderson played badly, really. He, he had no chance out there. I mean, the record was 4-0 coming in. The only set Anderson had ever won was in 2015 when Nadal was a shadow of the player we've seen out there today. But isn't it nice to see Nadal, the real Nadal, back out there today? I, I heard uh, you talking to Pat Cash on, on BBC Five Live about Nadal and how a couple of years ago, you know, I mean, there really was a feel that should this guy, should this guy retire... You know, because it's horrible seeing all-time greats struggling with injury. And the last thing you want is somebody that good to just go out with a whimper. And we were talking about the forehand. It's not as good as it was. We were talking about the confidence. The biggest thing for me a couple of years ago was seeing the lack of confidence that Rafa Nadal took out onto a tennis court, which is crazy when you think what he's achieved and the skill that he has. It was it was really upsetting. And some people, Pat Cash implied that in the back of his mind, he thought maybe he should retire. Maybe that's it. And maybe he's not going to come back to where he was. I think he's got that aura of invincibility back with him now. Five titles this year. You've got to add in the, the three hard court finals as well, including Australian Open at the start of the year, winning these two Grand Slams, 74 career titles, 16 Grand Slam titles. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what he's doing and how good he's looking and the passion he's showing as ever, playing every point as if it was the last. He is impossible to break down. He breaks the spirit, he breaks the hearts of other people. We saw that Del Potro, fantastic first set by Del Potro, but you kind of saw in Del Potro's eyes the challenge that lay ahead and, and the fire died because he thought, no, this is this is an adult. It's- I enjoyed that, though, you know, that, that first set when Del Potro just... I mean, he was basically having to, to play another world of, tie, of tennis in order to just have a chance... And that that was enough for a set. And then, but what was interesting to me is that Nadal, he, his belief didn't go. He didn't get rattled by it. Never will. But the belief sapped out of Del Potro. I know he's been suffering from the flu. He had that virus. He nearly pulled out of the match with Dominic Team. He had to go to five sets and that. And then everything that it would have taken out of him, beating Roger Federer, who clearly wasn't at his best. But against Nadal, he's one player who can break you he can break your spirit more than anything because he goes for everything he fights for everything and he will never look downbeat he will fight and fight and fight and in the end he came out on top he will and just as Gigi finishes that answer we are joined by the Telegraph's uh, Simon Briggs and we had a little um, text exchange about 20 minutes ago and you said yes I'll do the tennis podcast with you but what on earth are we going to talk about because nothing much has happened and basically it's a straight sets win um, but and, I, and although, and we've just been talking about how, what a regulation final it was, and actually that's the third men's singles final in which not an awful lot's happened because Nadal destroyed Vavrinka, um, Federer beat Chilich easily. Now this one, but just in terms of the the feeling of having the real Nadal back, it's that is quite exciting. Given that Federer is also back at that sort of level, now all we need to do is get the others back, Simon. The other members of the Big Five, stroke four, yes, and... You arranged that for us. Uh, well, the, the Murray hip has obviously been a, 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 a distraction for everyone in this tournament, writing for British papers all, all fortnight, even as the action's been going on here. We've been talking to hip surgeons and taking soundings and so on. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, the, there's a the next generation as well. I mean, there is, there is a sight sense that 
from the ATP perspective, it's not 100% of a triumph that Rafa and Roger are winning these titles again. It is a great thing, but there's also a slight sense of what, what is it saying about the, uh, the young 20-somethings that they're making zero impression and that um, you know, Raonic got absolutely boshed by Murray in the Wimbledon final, I thought it was quite similar as well last year. And uh, Anderson, he's 31, so he's a bit older, but um, just generally the the pressure on them is not getting any greater and uh, and you sort of hope that some of these Zverevs and Shapovalovs can kick on next year. Actually, and actually, I would say, Gigi, that really in the media now and particularly given the disappointment I think of Dimitrov at this tournament, I thought he should have delivered here and, 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 and gone deep in the tournament. And looking at that group, Nishikori, Dimitrov and Raonic, I, I think we're probably almost now ready to start looking at the next group beyond that aren't we well it's the hashtag forgotten gen if we've got the hashtag next gen they really i mean nishikori with the wrist is he going to come back to where he was will he win grand slam no will he get to a grand slam final probably not maybe semi-final yes but i think the wrist is a big issue for nishikori Raonic will will still fight he'll still hire people to change things he whether it's gum shields or sleeves or hair gel he will do what it takes to maximize the talent that he has and it is a lot of talent dimitrov i'm sort of used to it and i'm slightly over it by now it's so frustrating someone who is that talented you see him win Cincinnati you think this is it everything's fallen into place it's going to happen and then it doesn't and you think was that just a fall down from winning that Cincinnati title which can happen with players or have we gone back to Dimitrov that goes up and down so it, it's a sad thing to say that but the good thing is the next gen are coming through I know Sasha Zorov hasn't delivered at a major but he's delivering in the Masters he's got the belief he's got the poise he's got the stature Rublev yes he had a sound beating from Nadal but he's an exciting player and he's going on the right path Denis Shapovalov I mean wow is he excited is he going to make headlines I'm going to be working on the next gen tournament and I'm really excited to a tell people a little bit about these players that they who's, who's in the sort of running for that at the moment because I suppose Zverev is more likely to well he's, he's going to make it to the O2 isn't it but there's a pretty decent group coming through for that. It's going to be difficult for Sasha Zverev, impossible to play both, especially with the next year and they're trying out lots of different rules and regulations and suddenly the O2 and one finishes on the Saturday, one finishes on the Sunday. But he's miles out in front in the next-gen race. Then you've got the likes of Karen Hashinov, who's the Russian we were looking at before Andrei Rublev popped up and said, well, how about you look at me as well? Denis Shapovalov, with what he did in Montreal, propelled himself into that top ten. Daniel Medvedev beat Vavrenka at Wimbledon and he's had a few ups and downs. But Medvedev is an exciting player that we are looking at. Francis Tiafoe is is hovering amongst those it's basically the top seven in the next gen race and then the eighth is a wild card how they determine the wild card I don't know but we're getting to know these names which I think is exciting when we go to Milan it's not going to be who is this it's just going to be we're going to tell you a little bit more about this person yeah no that will be interesting Kevin Anderson Simon has had a hip problem and that kept him out of the Australian Open at the start of the year he's he's pretty instructive as to what what you can do coming back now I don't know whether his hip problem is the same as Andy Murray's well, hip problem we know what it was because he said it was a labrum tear which is the, the, the seal the kind of rubbery bit of cartilage that goes over the ball and keeps it in the joint uh, and I don't think that's the same as Andy's but um, Andy may have issues there uh, the, the, all the different bits of your hip they, there are a number of different conditions which will have a, three letter acronyms and they all kind of merge together and, and create each other so um, he, he's obviously got through it without surgery he, he, was, he was expecting to have to go through surgery he made it without so that is encouraging but I, I suspect that um, might be more to Andy's hip than meets the eye yeah may well be Anderson the, the, his 
change in approach this fortnight has been one of my revelations because I, I knew nothing about it until we got here that, that Kevin Anderson had decided to go from mild-mannered, quiet, you know, sort of, wouldn't say boo to a goose, South African fella, to this snorting, self-exhorting, come on at every single shot that he possibly hit in the entire match. And... We, we've discovered that this is because you know they, they've decided that he better follow Nadal's lead. Um, I enjoyed that, didn't you? <laughs> it took me a while to get used to it. Actually, maybe I'll never get used to it. I did speak to his wife Kelsey about it, and she said it was really hard. He had to work with a mental coach about it because it, it's not, it's not Kevin. He doesn't walk around the house fist bumping, going "Come on!" But very interestingly, he banned his box from saying "Come on." They have to say "Be committed, Kevin," which hopefully triggers mindfulness because he said to them if someone yells come on it makes me feel a little bit antsy at the big moment so he's so he can do it but they can't so he can just say come on till the cows come home but the box have to say be committed kevin that will trigger mindfulness so look he's trying things and it's working it's a little bit weird to see but if it's working carry on now, I have taken advantage of the fact that Catherine Whitaker is ill and I've run a pole vault and she can't complain because she's not here and Simon and Gigi love them. So what the pole vault is, is Nadal will retire on the following number of Grand Slam singles titles. Is it going to be 16? Is it going to be 17 or 18? Is it going to be 19 or 20? Or is it going to be more than 20? What do you reckon, Gigi Salmon? Um... Don't see him winning Wimbledon again. I'm not sure when the US Open. I'll go 17 or 18. 17 or 18. So he's going to win a couple more. Maybe another French. Maybe two more French. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, as I say, I don't think it's. I think Wimbledon's gone. I think the knees are saying you've got to be kidding me. We're not doing that again. I think this. He didn't face a top 20 player in his run to this title. I'm not saying that that devalues anything of what he has achieved here. But I think this was more straightforward than it could have been with the players who are missing. Maybe one in Australia. I think he'll definitely get another French. So yeah, I will 17 or 18 for me. Let's find out what Simon Briggs thinks. Nadal, how many slams would he retire? with before i answer that don't you think that his knees were looking pretty amazing i mean was he not moving better than i can remember him moving for years the pace it was unbelievable for was he 31 now yeah i I found that pretty mind-boggling actually we were talking about the strategy that he used i thought it was a tactical masterclass today from him standing way back at the back but then looping it and then suddenly charging the net and his movement it was imperious really does he pay for that? We know the knees aren't right. We know the knees will never be right. We know that grass is very difficult with the bounce despite however much they change the surface or the balls. He has to go through an awful lot to get himself in working order and he looks fantastic. But do I think it will bring him another three or four Grand Slam titles? Probably not. Another one or two? Probably. It is always the hardest thing and that's why the predictions are a nightmare because you can tell how, how well a guy hits the ball but you can never really know what's going on in his body. Um, but yeah, well... That, on the basis that I, I wonder if these injections of sort of platelet-rich plasma that we think he's having in his knees are doing a great job, I might, I might go 1920. Wow. So he might end up getting the same number as Federer. Does that mean he's going to overtake Federer or is, going to, is Federer going to get some more as well? I think Federer will get another one. Might they re- both retire on 20? Imagine that. <laughs> How long will they... Let's say, let's say they both get to 20. How long are they both then going to keep going <laughs> to try to get that 21st? Well, 21st is not... Is that a big milestone? Sure, 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 you, you yeah, well, if it's one more than the other bloke, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I think... Uh, I think 
Roger might win Wimbledon again, but um, then he, again, you know, you know, his back might go, and that might be it. How, how cool would it be if they both got twenty? And what was who were those marathon runners that decided to run across the finish line together? Just because, that, you know... That, that was a triathlon, wasn't it? It was a Brownlee, Johnny and... Um, I'm thinking of another one, but you're right, actually. That was another one, the Brownlee brothers. You imagine that. They just... Federer and Nadal get to 20 slams and they think, right, we've shared that, we'll retire on that. So you know that's not going to happen, right? Just let you know. I think the competitive edge in both the steely-eyedness of Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal, I, I think they might... Try. Look at Serena Williams. She wants to come back. She wants to, to break the road. She's had her baby. She's eyeing up Australia. Wants to get back. It's that competitive drive. Look how they've come back from being out of the game for so long. Look at the standard they're playing. I think as much as they say, well, number one doesn't really bother and titles and I think they will. I think that competitive edge is still there between the two of them. Well, I've, I ran this poll half an hour ago and we've already had 300 votes come in. I'm running it for the next week so get your votes in um the results are seven percent of you think that only he'll only get 16 that he won't get any more uh 41 percent think like Gigi that he'll get 17 or 18 31 percent think he'll get 19 or 20 and an optimistic 21 percent of you think that he'll get more than 20 well, I think it's always the case when somebody wins a slam, you always go, wow, that guy played amazing. They're going to mop up another four. Yeah, you say, how will anyone beat this person? And then it just doesn't work like that, does it, ever? No, no, it's true. Well, that's absolutely right. Now, so anyway, Nadal, congratulations to him. He is the champion in New York. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. 
other results today. Martina Hingis. We were having a good chat about Martina Hingis yesterday. Uh, she, she, she is the greatest doubles player on the planet, isn't she? She's uh, today joined up with uh, Chan Yan of Taipei to beat uh, Lucy Hradechka and uh, Katerina Siniakova. 6-3-6-2. Side note, did you see that little uh, thing that Lucy Safarova put out on Twitter uh, about Lucy Hradechka saying in the, I think it was after the semi-finals that it's not very nice when a, when a a friend of yours doesn't play fair and that's because a ball that I think uh, Hradechka's partner Sinyakova hit and it hit her ponytail and she didn't admit to it that was fun wasn't it Yes, uh, I'm not sure how that friendship's going to go, but it, I thought it was quite strange, and this is the world of social media we live in, that it was suddenly that Lucy Safarova did that. She made it very public very quickly, and there was sort of more than one thing about it. Obviously, it's going to hurt. She's playing with Barbara Stritzva because, obviously, Bethany Matic sands has the injury, and she's out for a while. It was a semi-final, place in the Grand Slam final. So, yes, I'm not sure they are going to be going out for drinks anytime soon. No, I think probably not. But Hingis, she's a marvel. She's also ruthless. I think what I admire about, and she is ruthless, she will pick her part. She will look at maybe where she is lacking slightly and she'll say, right, that person. And I don't think she minds who she gets in the way of. If she's with someone, but someone better comes along, I think she will just say, thanks very much, it was lovely, but we're going to go together this time. Very clever to go with Jamie Murray. They balance each other, they complement each other so well. And she's like that on the doubles court. She will look at who can help her. It's a bit like a football in central defence. If you're slowing down, you put someone alongside him who's got the pace, and then that will disguise the fact that he doesn't have the pace. And I think she is, as well as being a supremely talented tennis player... I think she's got that ruthless streak. She will do whatever it takes to keep winning those titles. Yeah, I think she will. Just a couple of other quick results from today. Uh, the men's wheelchair singles final. Alfie Hewitt, you remember that three-hour, two-minute epic he won yesterday against Gordon Reid? Well, he's lost out today as Alfie Hewitt to Stéphane Houdet of France, 6-3 uh, in the third. We watched bits of that on the TV. That was a cracking match. Uh, and Andy Lapthorne was beaten 6-4 in the third in the wheelchair quad singles final by David Wagner. That was also very close. And uh, so, yeah, loads of good matches uh, have come and gone today we've done all our grand slams for the year we've done all of our grand slam daily tennis podcasts for the year thanks ever so much for backing us on kickstarter so that we could do them we hope you've enjoyed them thank you ever so much to Gigi salmon and to simon briggs for for their their involvement today simon what will we be reading about in your paper tomorrow how are you going to make something out of today's final what's the story well actually we're doing more on sloan uh, partly because the production reasons i mean it was getting on for midnight by the time we had a result here so i think in some ways sloan's a better story um, interesting story isn't she yeah um i mean tony nadal is quite an interesting story as he steps down but uh, uh rafa winning is great but we've kind of seen it coming a little bit and Gigi Salmon, thank you ever so much. Part of the BBC Five Live team, part of the ATP radio team, which is, I imagine, one of your next stops because the, the tour doesn't stop. No, we are every day of every Masters, the final of 500. So we've still got Shanghai and Paris, and we're going to be covering the next-gen finals every day of those in Milan. And then we'll be at the O2 from start to finish. And how do you listen to all that? You can go on the ATP websites and the news page, and there's a link to the radio. You can go on TuneIn and find us there and the podcast you can find on iTunes. So so we're out there. If you, you like your tennis, join us. See, you get to listen to Gigi Salmon every time. What more do you want? Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you both for your company. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back with you very soon. Catherine will be back very soon when she's better. And we wish her the very best. And we will speak to you very soon.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.